Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. Served by Applebee's. Listen, it is noon on Peacock. But it is 5 o'clock somewhere, especially on a Friday, where the happy hour is. We are going with a three-man weave today. Jay Croucher, Connor Rogers. I am Matthew Berry. It is the Fantasy Football Happy Hour served by Applebee's. I was trying to find the tweet because what they do is they normally they tweet something out and they tag me in it and so I could retweet it to my followers. I'm not finding anything here. It's a whole thing. Oh, here it is. All right, just found it. All right, there we go. Retweet's done. Hi, boys. How we doing? Sure, I'm good. Good night last night, Matthew. Yes, very good night. For the betting. For the betting. Yes. Exactly. We couldn't will your Mitch Trubisky interception into existence, but it was this close. Yeah, I mean, I saw a tweet out there that basically, like, all of the money was on the over through the interception, so you knew that bet was going to go down. Like, he hadn't, he did throw a pick. He threw Just the, the problem is, is that the, the bronze guy stepped out of bounds with, like, half of a foot, so we're half a foot away, but everything else hit for us. Deontay Johnson, that was an easy one. Over on the receiving yards, exactly. Nick, Ch- Nick Chubb, anytime touchdown score, that was good as well. As you sit here and you see it on your screen, uh, courtesy of our friends over at BetMGM. So, yes, I hit the over on the Nick Chubb, anytime touchdown, and Deontay Johnson over on 53 and a half receiving yards. He wound up with 84. We, uh, we missed on the pick there, but uh, Jay, you had a parlay. You, yeah. had the, uh, you teased up uh, Nick Chubb over 100 rushing yards. Which actually, his, I think the line was 84 and a half. But yep. you teased it up to 100, and you took the Browns minus 4 and a half, and you won that parlay at plus 260. That was a good one. I was a little bit worried when Nick Chubb kept getting tackled for negative 5 yards yep. at the end, which actually right. knocked him briefly under his over-under, but then he got back in the end. And yesterday I was on, uh, I know we don't like to talk about Chris Sims, but uh, I was on his show yesterday, and Chris mm-hmm. Sims gave out two anytime touchdown picks. Uh, David and Joku and Mitch Trubisky to run it in, which if you'd parlayed them together would have been like twenty to one, both cashed. Look at that. We're, we're running hot. Chris Sims should never should never bet again. <laughs> yeah, he should exactly. just he should mic drop and just Retire. and uh, knock it out there. Both good. We almost didn't get that Nick Chubb Anakin touchdown. Like they gave Krim Hunt three chances so at close. it. They're like, no, oh, no, stop him, stop him. Okay, bring in Nick Chubb. Where got, where's Nick Chubb? Got, Finally. Got bodied at the I know. Oh my God. I mean, like just, that. that is that is truly watching the game from a betting perspective where you're just like, no, stop Nick. Okay, get down close. No, stop him. Get yeah, where's Nick Chubb? Don't give it to him on third down. Exactly. Go for it on fourth down. Come on. Stefanski. All right, we're going to go for fourth down. Is Nick in there? All right, 24 is in there. Let's go. Just imagine if you teased the Steelers line with how the game ended. Yeah, that was, that, yes. was, that was brutal as well. We have some video here for those of you watching live on Peacock or on demand 
on the uh, NFL on NBC YouTube channel. Oh, no. Here it is. Oh, no. Don't <laughs> throw it back. Don't it's, throw it back. Right, we need some Keystone oh, Cops. Oh, 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 and the bounce. And it's just, and it bounces, and then it goes in. It was 23-17. The touchdown without the extra point makes it 29-17. And what does that mean, Jay? <laughs> It, uh, it means all this, the Steelers' teasers get done. The total earlier in the week was 40 and a half. As you can see, the total was sitting right at 40. That is the worst way to go down. Horrible it's cruel. Beat. It's, it's, cruel. Just, it's a truly bad beat. So everyone that had the under lost on that last stupid no chance to succeed play whatsoever. At one point, it's, it, and it, but isn't there an argument to be made that like you shouldn't have been in that position in the first place because on fourth and one with the Steelers in uh, Brown's territory, they should have gone for it. They never should have kicked the field yes. goal to begin yes. with. Yep. Right, right. I mean, like, so, like, the fact of the matter is, is they should have gone for it. They probably convert that, and then maybe, you know, maybe they end up scoring a touchdown, which is what they needed. They were down two scores, so it was a, it, it looked like a gift, yep. and then, you know, the under was completely doomed as well in the first half when it looked like we were getting the the Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers matchup was uh, Jacoby Brissett against Mitch Trubisky, uh, but then the game in the second half kind of became itself, and yeah. uh, it became yes. the game that we were expecting. Yes. On from the fantasy angle, Amari Cooper now. Yeah. Back-to-back games with 100 yards and a touchdown. Jacoby Brissett unlocking the Browns version of Amari Cooper. Jacoby looks good, and that's a great sign for Cooper. Well, and more importantly, like, there's just, like, the challenges with Amari Cooper, there were a couple of things coming into the season, right? Was he going to get the kind of target share that he got in Dallas? Like, because Dallas, is, his target share has gone down each of the last two years, last couple of years, right? And last year, it was a career low in target share for Amari Cooper. So, would he be the alpha wide receiver? We thought, yeah, probably, but will they be able to get him the ball? And we didn't know what was going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And so, Jacoby Brissett, we think, is a downgrade there. But like, credit to the Browns and Stefanski, and by the way, to Brissett and Amari Cooper. Two straight games now. Now, listen, it's the Jets and the Steelers, two defenses that we don't have a ton of, you know, ton of confidence in. Yeah. I mean, you know, people have been able to throw on the Steelers uh, all year long. But, but, yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper has done what Amari Cooper should do. He's been getting open, and I still feel like he might be a sell high. Like, is the win? As those You're usually, tempted. As those, I am a little bit just because. It's an evil grin when you said it. I'm not the biggest Amari Cooper fan yeah. in general. Production is production. He's been fantastic the last uh, the last two weeks. There's no question about that. But the concern is, I mean, like, is he going to get a 38% target share every week? Because that's what he got this week, right? I mean, like, is as the weather gets colder and the wind gets nastier in Cleveland, does he keep this up? Cooper's also struggled with injuries. He's a top 20 fantasy wide receiver. But if somebody's willing to give you more than that for him, I would consider it as well. But certainly, you like the playing time. You like the target percentage here with Amari Cooper. He had a bad drop as well. He really yeah. should have had an extra 25, 30 yards too. And the, the good thing with Amari Cooper is that he's going to be on a spaced field because this is the best rushing attack in the NFL right now. So they're not going to be loading up on Amari Cooper. Correct. And the bigger point of, uh, I think, encouragement is that Jacoby Brissett looks fantastic out yes. there. I don't know if you guys go Mahomes, then Brissett, then Allen, or Mahomes, Allen, he's then in the Brissett, big three. but he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. No, credit for Jacoby Brissett. It's nice to see, and they've, they've done a nice job of getting him around. I mean, Brissett's fine. You know what I mean? Like, But, yes, you, you were right. Like That was an impressive performance last night as well. I will say this. Next week, Browns at the Falcons, and you certainly like Amari Cooper on the turf indoors 
next week against Atlanta with 10 days to prepare. So uh, for those that, uh, that bought low on Amari Cooper because his ADP in the preseason kept dropping and dropping and dropping, uh, it's worked out here for the last two weeks. Elsewhere in this Browns passing attack, David Njoku, given mm-hmm. a lot of money, obviously recently in this tight end market, nine catches, 89 yards for a touchdown, only rostered in 51% of Yahoo leagues. Is this the time to jump on Njoku if he's sitting there on the wire? So I think so. Look, I understand why he isn't that. Like, he he got six targets in the first two weeks combined. Like, he just wasn't a part of it, and then he explodes for a, a double-digit target game here. Obviously, the 9 for 89 and the touchdown as well looked good, played But the positives here, I think, for Njoku are twofold. Number one is, like, even though he didn't get a lot of targets in the first two games, he's out there on the field. He's playing over 90% of the offensive snaps. And if you listen to Jacoby Brissett in the postgame presser, and he was talking with, uh, you know, the the, the Amazon Prime group as well, he just talked about the fact of how important Njoku is to their run game. He's actually a very good blocker. So the point is is he's on the field a lot. Jesse James didn't play in this game um, as well, so that probably helped a little bit here. I don't know that he always gets a 35% target share, which is what he got here, but the fact of the matter is is Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, the complimentary pass catchers that aren't Amari Cooper haven't established themselves yet in Cleveland. And so do I think David Njoku playing over 90% of the snaps is a you know a viable bottom-end tight end one, high-end tight end two in that 8-12 to 12 range where you, know, you, you ideally want a touchdown to pay off but could be usable? I do. Yeah, I agree. And I think that this Cleveland offense in the past game outside of Amari Cooper is going to just be a nightmare week to week where week one, Donovan Peoples-Jones got 11 targets. Now he's been unsighted two weeks in a row. But I do like, I would like Njoku more than uh, our man Cole Komet or Albert O or these other guys who are drafted in that range. Yeah, I mean, like some of those guys as well. So I think, I mean, like, quick question, rest of the season, who would you rather have, Njoku or Fryermuth? Fryermuth, I I think. But close. But, but that's a conversation. Yep. And so I think that's a good range right there for Njoku. It's like he's in that, right, he's in that, you know, like I'd rather have Gerald Everett. I'd rather have Logan Thomas. What about Irv Smith? Close. I'd still rather have Irv Smith. But again, I think it's close. Like I think there's probably more touchdown equity in Njoku. That one's, that one's a toss-up. Irv Smith did drop like a 50-yard walk-in I mean, touchdown against did. the Eagles, which would have changed the equation change the narrative bit. on him as well. But yes, I, I do think that... When we have our waiver wire show next Tuesday, the fact of the matter is, is Njoku's obviously going to be a popular pickup this week. We brought up Fryermuth. We have to talk about the Steelers' passing offense, which the topic of that is Mitch Trubisky. And the question is, how much longer of a leash do they give Mitch Trubisky? Well, we heard from Mike Tomlin on that exact issue after the game. Mike, heading into the mini buy that you guys have, do you consider making any changes, whether quarterback play calling? I'm, I'm not. I'm not in that mindset. Um, I'm interested in reviewing this tape and looking at the totality of it and figuring out how we collectively get better. So, the answer to that question is definitively no. The answer to that question is definitively no. Mike Tomlin is a is a uh, is a straight shooter. Um, he probably should consider it. <laughs> But it doesn't seem like he's gonna. It was like it should be a probably no, not a definitive right, no. Right, not a definitive no. Yeah. Like, I, look, in fairness to Trubisky, here's what I will say. In fairness to Trubisky, Deontay Johnson had a really bad drop, right? Chris Boswell missed a field goal that would have been very important here. Not one player on the Steelers could tackle last night. Yep. I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt had their way, right? Amari Cooper and, and Joku wide open. Like, there were failures top to bottom on the Steelers. It's not all on Mitchell Trubisky. Having said that, 
Like, there's nothing that you've seen through the first three games where you're like, yes, that's the guy that's leading us to the playoffs. That's the guy that can get us to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure the scheme yeah. is helping him, really. There's nothing super creative. The one time they threw it up to George Pickens, he made the greatest catch of all time. Maybe we should do that a little bit more often. Uh, but I do think that given that Trubisky was competent enough last night, I don't think he's getting benched for the Jets game. And if he's not getting benched for the Jets game, the schedule of the Steelers right, is absolutely and, brutal. And that's the important part, right? Because, right, week four they play the Jets and they have 10 days to prepare forever. There was to make a change. There it is. Kenny Pickett, if you're, uh, if you're listening at home, we've just put up a full screen where after week four, when they play the Jets, it's at the Bills, home to the Bucks, at the Dolphins, at the Eagles. That's a gauntlet. That is a brutal schedule defensively. And then week nine they have a bye and they get two games. At, they come out of the bye with two games at home against the Saints and the Bengals. So, um, so feels like if you're not going to throw Kenny Pickett, give him 10 days to prepare for the Jets. You don't want him at the Bills, facing the Bucks, at the Dolphins, at the Eagles. So I feel like he either makes a switch like tomorrow, you know, or like yes. on Monday. Uh, Kenny Pickett's taking the first team reps. If it's not happening Monday, I don't think it happens until week nine when they come out of their bye. Question for you, Connor, yeah. actually. Um, you know, no one knows the draft better than you do. Kenny Pickett. If he comes in, would you expect him to be a better than Trubisky is right now? Absolutely. Now, I think the problem here is, guys, the play calling by offense coordinator Matt Canada has not been good. So that in itself needs to improve. But yeah. Kenny Pickett comes out of a pro system out of Pitt, played a lot of college ball. He was there for five years, and he looked really good over summer and looked in command throwing to a lot of these guys on the field. So I think Pickett will be an upgrade, but I think they want that soft landing of playing at home back-to-back off a of bye week. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The, and, and there's no question that play calling has been brutal, eh? <laughs> uh, let's talk about Deontay Johnson yeah. here. I, thank you. I appreciate that. appreciate you guys just letting that sit there. Uh, I would say that the only thing to do with Pickett is if you were in a deep two-quarterback league and you wanted to stash him, you know, I don't mind that. The problem is, is that by the time he's locked because they, they've already played their game, and by the time waivers come around, I think we will know whether or not Pickett is going to start um, but if he is not going to start and they do go with Trubisky against the Jets in week four, then, yeah, I don't mind stashing Kenny Pickett, but I also wouldn't go out of my way to do it either. Like, I would rather see if somebody dropped Dak Prescott. I've been in some leagues where I've seen Dak Prescott dropped. I would rather, I would rather that, you know. He's, like a, he's only like a week away, according to Dr. Jerry yeah, Jones. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, he apparently he's in a quarterback <laughs> competition with Cooper Rush. <laughs> By the way, watch Cooper Rush beat the Giants on Monday night. And Cooper Rush is 2-0, and Dak's 0-1. And yeah. then, and the, the betting market believes in Cooper Rush. Lines down from Giants minus 3 to Giants minus 1. Cooper Rush in prime time. It's going to be a sight to behold. Fantastic. Only over on ESPN. Uh, let's talk about Deontay Johnson here. I don't know that there's – to me, the only thing to talk about about the pass catchers real quickly in terms of Pittsburgh is, like, it's Deontay Johnson or bust. Yep. Right? 33 total targets. He's averaging over 11 targets a game. You know, he missed one snap. In this game, like, and they whether it's Pickett or uh, Trubisky under center, it's always going to be him. He's led the team in targets every single week. I just don't know that we can trust Chase Claypool or George Pickens yet. As great as that catch was, yeah, did the George, flashes excite you for Pickens? A thousand percent. Okay. I mean, like that. That is one of the best catches in NFL history. I, I mean, just in terms of the the degree of difficulty, and he, he's he's literally like we're showing the video now. If you're watching us live on Peacock or on demand. Right here, but you just just watch this play. I, I mean, it's unbelievable how uh, he is laid out literally like vertically. I, I mean, like he is like, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he is, I mean, that's unbelievable. The control, the one-handedness, being able to bring it in. Um, he's like, at one point, he's let, if you stop it, he's like flat 
to yes. the ground. Yes. Like he's levitating over the ground and he catches that. And all that does is it's a flashy play. At the end of the day, he finished three for 35 or whatever it is, right? Um, three for 39. But it shows you the talent and the ability there. And you think about last year, you think about guys like Amon Ross St. Brown or Jalen Waddell that sort of came on towards the end of last year. Sometimes it takes rookies a little bit of time to produce. We also think it'll be better if Kenny Pickett, if when Kenny Pickett is this. So I would preach patience with George Pickett. Seven targets last night, which is encouraging yeah, versus what he was getting. And I think that, look, this Steelers offense isn't going to continue like this. If it does, it's not going to be the same. There's going to be either a different coordinator, a different quarterback. Pickens has a lot of upside in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, that's a good sign for Pickens, that target bump. And he's somebody that missed a lot of time at Georgia, so it might be a slow ramp up to the yep. NFL level. But they got to get in, him involved down the field more often, and I think that target bump up to seven is a good sign. Closing out the Steelers' offense with Najee Harris, he has not hit 15 points in a single game so far in Fantasy Matthew through three games. Is he a touchdown or bust guy? Is there a concern level here, or do you like the floor? I, I like the floor just because, by the way, Running back, we've talked about this on the show all week. I mean, running back has just been brutal all year yeah. long. So uh, he's gotten at least 15 rushes in two straight games now. So, again, he's more of an RB2 than an RB1. But honestly, if you went by my ranks, that's where he should have been drafted. Like, I had him towards the end of the of the top 10 running backs here. They're using Jalen Warren a little bit more than I would like, honestly, right? Over the last three weeks, Warren averaging 29% of the snaps. But I think what's helpful there is if I have Najee Harris, you know, okay, that's the insurance running back to get Jalen Warren, who has looked good in spots. But the fact of the matter is, is that in a tough matchup, short week, divisional opponent on the road, Najee Harris still got, you know, uh, still got 15 rushing attempts, still got into the end zone. He got a couple of passes. Maybe they're using him a little bit more in the passing game, which they did his rookie year. Um, so I'm still sticking with Najee Harris just because – I think you have to reset expectations of what a star running back in fantasy is these days. Yeah, 30 rushing attempts over the past two games, eight receptions. I mean, that's what you would expect out of Najee. The efficiency is probably not going to be there all year. Like, he's not going to be a guy behind this offensive line who averages four and a half yards per carry. So I think, yeah, Najee is what you say is what you get. I will say, though, again, as we just go back to the schedule, think about this. Like, I might think about this, just something to put in like, I think he'll have a good game against the Jets. Although, as we've talked about, Connor, the Jets are not a pushover, run, run defensive-wise. Yep, yep. run, run defensive but they were better blocking. I think he'll probably have a decent game against the Jets. But then again, think about that schedule. Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles, by Saints, Bengals, Colts. I, I mean, that is a brutal run schedule. It's no cupcake game. I mean, there's not, there's not one game where you're like, oh – Here's the 100 yards, two touchdown yeah. game for, for Najee Harris, right? I mean, again, even the, even the Jets are middle of the pack. It's not until the Falcons on December 4th that you feel like, okay, there's a game where he could really go off. And so, anyway, I'm just saying, like, if he has a good game against the Jets, I might think about – by the way, selling high doesn't mean just trading him. But, again, saying, like, hey – do you need a running back because he's scored now in two straight because he was scored in the Browns game and he, if he scores in the Jets game and like he's Najee Harris and I'm just saying that that schedule after the Jets game gets really ugly fast especially for a running back. Yeah. Steelers are going to want to win that game because if they don't they're looking down one and seven uh, is going to be on the cards for them and, and obviously that's their season done so big game against your New York Jets. That's right all right before we go to break be sure to check out our new Sunday show, Fantasy Football Pregame at 11 a.m. live on Peacock. It's a one-stop shop for your NFL fantasy and betting needs. Get your sit-star questions answered using the hashtag FFPregame. All right, when we right. come back. 11 to 1 on Peacock. 
By the way, go to PeacockTV.com if you don't have the app. Although, if you're just listening on the podcast, you can go to PeacockTV.com and get the app. You can watch it for free. There's an option to watch it for free. By the way, 12 to 1 is, uh, is also simulcast on NBC. Check your, low, so check your local listings. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Great. You know, I think at this point, I went to take a leak during practice. I didn't have one to report, but I feel great. You're ready to roll. Right, fair enough. By the way, uh, I have reported. Uh, I've just checked all my sources. Chris McCaffrey has not taken a leak yet today, so it is not on the report. But when he does, yes, it will be on the report, and we will get you that breaking news. He's right. But by the way, when you miss as many games as you have over the last two years, Chris McCaffrey, yes, that's what happens. That comes with the price of stardom. That comes with the price of fame. Yes. I, I can't take a piss around here at NBC without three other people sending emails. But Come you know on. what? That's part of, that's part of the gig. On. Please, are you kidding me? I have 800 affiliates to talk to after this show. You have no idea. Look, bad start to segment two. (laughs) Every segment's a bad start. They're going to cancel us any any minute now. Get us back on the rails here, Connor. Yeah, McCaffrey, full participant. It was an ankle injury on the Panther Century Report. I think they're managing his workload throughout the week at this point. All signs to go for a big week three. Yeah, how's that? You good? You're back on track. Not not bad. By the way, the only thing you missed was these are Roto World headlines. Check them out, of course, at (laughs) RotoWorld.com. By the way, brand new free app, brand new free Roto World app, which is great. You should check that out. Download that now. That's how you do it. Oh, you are a company man. I'm a company man. I'm a company man. Yeah. When I pee, it's at NBC Urinals. <laughs> urinals. Yeah. NBC Universal Urinals. NBC go. Universal Urinals. Yeah. Say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's tough. All right, Christian McCaffrey. Yes, There's sir. a little bit of belief in the betting market on the Panthers this week. Line stick down from plus three at home to the Saints. Now plus two and a half across the key number. Uh, I'm not feeling great about the Panthers <laughs> You're in not general. believing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't There's, want any part of it. There's nothing I've seen from the Panthers offensively that makes you think they're going to be able to move the ball successfully against New Orleans. And there's nothing I've seen defensively from the Panthers that makes me feel like they've got an answer, especially because, by the way, Alvin Kamara has been practicing this week. The expectation is is that Kamara will be, a good, will be good to go um, for the Saints on Sunday. I think you're still rolling out McCaffrey. I think you're still rolling out DJ Moore, and I think that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm down on DJ Moore. We talked about him yesterday on the Love Hate Show. I'm outside my top 20, but chances are you probably don't have a better option than DJ Moore. I'm lowering expectations for him. Um, I, I think I'm at wide receiver 24 at the moment. Uh, so, whatever. High end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two this week. He will see some Marshawn Lattimore, not a ton, because they'll move him around a decent amount. 
But other than that, other than that, on the Panthers, you're just sort of like, all right, you know, let's. You're staying off the Robbie Anderson roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, I, I think actually, I think there's a chance he sees more Lattimore than DJ Moore does, and so yeah, I, with Robbie Anderson, you're you're basically hoping for one big play. There are a lot of guys out there that you can say that for, and I think there are better bets for a guy to get one big play than Robbie Anderson against the Saints if yep. you're rolling if you're playing in that pool. The only thing I'll say about McCaffrey is that he does look completely healthy. Like yeah. He just looks like Christian McCaffrey when he recovered that fumble in week one and took it 30 yards. He just looks like yeah. Christian McCaffrey. So I think there is upside once the Panthers, hopefully their passing game gets a little bit more on track and they become less of a disaster, that he, he could live up to the hype of what he was pre He had 100 yards rushing against the Giants after a slow start. I mean, he, he didn't get into the end zone, but his game was fine last week. Yep. Like, I, I, you, are, uh, you are bringing a sigh of relief if you have Chris McCaffrey on your team. Uh, you are not uh, breathing a sigh of relief, however, if you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, because he ain't got anyone to throw to, Connor. Packers wide receiver injuries are a mess. Let's get through them here. Alan Lazard dealing with an ankle. Sammy Watkins dealing with a hamstring. That's how you know we're getting close to the end of September. Sammy Watkins is on the injury report. With a hamstring injury. Yeah, so with a, it's always a hamstring. It's always a hammy. Christian soft, soft Watson. Tissue Sammy. Soft tissue Sammy, no doubt. <laughs> Christian Watson dealing with a hamstring. Randall Cobb illness. Uh, they all did not practice Thursday. What do we do with this group at this point? I think you, I think you, I think you ignore them. <laughs> yes. Is what I think we do, I, and I don't want. I mean, Lazard. The only guy that I would think about starting would be Lazard, and I don't want Lazard. I, I mean, again, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean have played really nice corner for the Buccaneers. It's a really good defense as well. So far this season, the Buccaneers, despite the the lack of success that the Buccaneers have had offensively, the fact is is that through two games, they're the, they're a top eight pass defense. Tampa Bay is. This game, the over-under on this is one of the lowest on the slate. We don't expect a lot of fireworks. As we've talked about, uh, as Jay and I talked about earlier this week, we think this is a running running back game, right? We think it's a lot of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on the Packers side of the ball. We think it's a lot of Leonard Fournette. Maybe you see some Rashad White on the Tampa Bay side of the ball here. And so when you're running the ball, it's it's obviously more time possession. It's less offensive series for each team. It's less scoring. I mean – the over, I, I might even take the under on this game. I mean, despite being how low it is, yeah. I still think it might be an under. It's yeah, so let me ask you that. It's yeah. set at 42, like yeah. you said. Both sides are dealing with problems, including suspension here. It's not just yes. injuries. What is your expectations for the offensive output in this game, knowing all that? Yeah, not much. Right? Yeah, not, not much at yeah. all. Uh, and I think it's, it's largely, it's mainly because, to me, the Tampa defense is maybe the best in football at the moment. We talked about yesterday. They're obviously this vaunted rushing defense that no one can run on. Right now, they're a better pass defense than rushing defense. They've got the best pass defense in the league. So, uh, yeah, ex- not expecting too much out of this game. This Green Bay offense, even against Chicago, didn't look fantastic. The two guys with upside, clearly, in the pass game for Green Bay are Watson and Dobbs, just because we haven't seen them. Connor, is there a guy that you like for the rest of the season most out of those two? I still think it's Dobbs right now. I think he obviously had the biggest rapport over summer, and I think when you look at him, he's somebody that can stay on the field. Christian Watson is really raw coming out of the FCS. Yes, you like that he was drafted in the second round. I don't think it's happening this year, so I look at Dobbs. Matthew, let me close the book on the Packers asking you a more difficult one. Aaron Rodgers, say you are rostering him, you drafted him you know, with significant capital. Are you thinking streaming options some weeks with the fear of Rodgers just not having a big output at this point? I am thinking streaming okay. options in uh, some weeks, and that week is this week. Yeah. I, I, what I mean, better the, week than now? Give me Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers this week. I know that sounds insane. To, you know, that in Three weeks ago, we'd be like, are you crazy? But given the injuries, given this matchup, uh, given the fact that the Buccaneers have allowed one passing touch on this entire year, you think about 2020. That was the last time Rodgers faced the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. 
160 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, under four fantasy points. There's nothing that we've seen through the first two games from the Packers passing offense that gives you confidence that Rodgers will go into Tampa Bay and put up big numbers other than the fact that he's Aaron freaking Rodgers and he's one of the greatest of all time. But beyond just, you know, legacy, like there's nothing. They're beat up. None of the receivers have sort of impressed so far. They are beat up. And it's a great defense in Tampa Bay. So I'm merely as a mid-tier quarterback too. And I would, yes, I would. If there's, if Jared Goff or somebody like there is out there, look at my ranks on RotoWorld.com. They're free. Uh, yes, I, I am thinking about streaming somebody other than Aaron Rodgers this week. Yep. Carson Wentz of Aaron Rodgers. Your boy. Stop with my boy. <laughs> he's your boy. He plays quarterback for my team. Yeah, there's thus, a difference. Thus he's not. Your he's boy. not he's your actually boy. my boy. I mean, he's your boy now. Um. Like, like, right, you are a guy on my pot. You're not my boy. You are a guy on my pot on my podcast. I don't play quarterback for uh, Yes, I would prefer Carson Wentz. I'm, I mean, like, yeah. if you go by my ranks, I have, I, because I, as ugly as I think it'll be, I think there'll be some junk time for Carson Wentz that I don't think will be there for Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I think Washington will have to throw against Philadelphia. I don't think the Packers are going to have to throw. I don't think they're going to be down big to Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? I think there's going to be a grinded out one-score game between those two games. I mean, I think the Eagles just kill Washington, and so – much like he did against Detroit last week, I think Wentz is going to have to throw quite a bit to get them back into that. So I think there's some junk time for Wentz. Yes, give me Carson Wentz over Aaron Rodgers. Give me uh, Jared Goff for, uh, for uh, over over Aaron Rodgers. I, I think rest of the season. I can't believe I just said that. Not on that. I think guys like Tua, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, rest of season outlook. I would have them all over Aaron Rodgers. They all went behind him preseason draft, but. I think certainly with Tua, just because of the scope for yards yeah. there with Tyreek and Waddle and how much of a passing game offense that's become. Uh, yeah, I'm not ready to go there yet because I still believe in 12 and it's small sample size, but I understand the conversation. Like, I, I don't, I'm not ready to say, like, yes, definitely, but I understand that conversation. All right, moving along to the Buffalo Bills, who it was the Stephon Diggs show Monday, undoubtedly, yeah. between him and Josh Allen. But Gabe Davis... Uh, coming off the ankle injury, is 100% confident he will return for Sunday's game versus the Dolphins. One, how do you think that impacts Diggs' insane production coming off Monday, and are you ready to fire up Gabe Davis again in this offense? Gabe Davis is a must-start until yeah. further notice. I, I, as we talked about off of that game Monday night, right? obviously uh, you're always starting Josh Allen, you're always starting Stephon Diggs, and the only other person I think you're always starting is Gabriel Davis, his last three games that he's played, including the two playoff games, he's got six touchdowns. Now, four of them obviously came in one game, but this is somebody who saw 98% of the offensive snaps against the Rams in week number one. He caught four of his five targets. He scored against the Rams as well. He's a touchdown machine. When they get in close, he often, Josh Allen often looks for Gabe Davis, who was top five in end zone targets last year, despite not playing a lot of snaps. Yes, all in on Gabriel Davis, having as the top 15 play this week against Miami, a game in which I think the Bills will need to score to keep up with the high-flying Dolphins. Indeed. Let's take a look at the receiving yards props for Bills Dolphins. Obviously loaded with receiving talent in this game. Jay, what do you like on this board? Well, it's uh, maybe a little bit of a recreational bet and uh, an easy one to make. But give me the over on Stefan Diggs, only 79 and a half. Obviously, he's gone well over that in the first two games of the season, uh, topping 122. Uh, you see the other guys uh, that BetMGM are offering, Tyreek Hill, 73.5, Jalen Waddell, 63.5, and, and Gabe Davis at 54.5. But Diggs is the one to me where I don't know what happened to him last season, but he just wasn't getting the huge yardage totals. Only topped 90 yards twice all of last season in the regular season. 
2020, though, he did it 10 times. He's done right. it twice already. I think he's just back to being a top five receiver. By the way, it's really game. interesting, those odds, thanks to our friends over at BetMGM, Micah Hyde has already been ruled out yeah, for yeah. that Bills secondary. So, I, again, like, just you don't always want to bet the over, but just feels like until further notice with, with Diggs, Hill, Waddle, yep. you're betting the over. You're, yeah, you're absolutely... Uh, you're absolutely betting the This is one thing the with the betting market. When there are huge changes, which I think there is in the Miami offense, the betting market is always slower to react because they need a bigger sample to treat something as real. But if you think the Miami offense is just explosive and real, then you'll get value on those overs until the market adjusts. Yeah, and I think it's easy to buy into Mike McDaniel right now. Yeah. That's the most consistent part of that Miami offense. Yeah. All right, moving to an offense that unfortunately I has... Like, by the way, last night in the uh, Amazon Prime game, Richard Sherman said said about Mike McDaniel says like he don't just look like uh, Harry Potter he's a real wizard oh boy right? which I thought was the greatest line ever. I, I love Richard Sherman as an analyst so I'm just going to say that right now he's just he's great right? right he don't just look like Harry Potter Spot he's a real on. wizard he can draw it up I think is the, the exact quote from Richard Sherman uh, last week hey real quickly uh, Fantasy Life app great on the alerts just got an alert here uh, Jeff Zreback who covers the team for the athletic does a great job uh, Rashad Bateman not practicing um, in this one, and he's been downgraded to questionable. So that's a little concerning as well. Maybe um, could be an Isaiah Likely game. We, we know, obviously, Mark Andrews as Devin well. Devin Duvernay? Devin Duvernay. Mr. Touchdowns? I mean, right. They are playing the New England Patriots. They are in New England. So just interesting. That Just heads up, by the way, if you have Rashad Bateman, uh, that you may not have him this week. Obviously, we'll get into all the latest with him Sunday morning, Fantasy Football pregame, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock Eastern on Peacock. All right, let's talk about Michael Pittman, who's been dealing with a quad injury. He practiced on Thursday. A good sign for a yes. Colts offense that's been shut out six of the eight quarters they've played in, and that doesn't count the overtime that period that they were shut out in as well. Pittman's a huge addition if he can make it back to this passing attack. If he's out there, you're starting him. It's that simple. I believe he will be. I'm as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver this week. I actually have I have my actually wide receiver six so far in my current rank. Like Dating back to last season, he's seen seven or more targets in each of his last seven games. He's you know, he's getting over 10 yards of target in those games. They're going to have to throw to keep up with Kansas City. Yeah, all in on Michael Pittman. I don't care if he's questionable or doesn't. Like, if he's active, you're starting him. Yep, a lot of weird movement in the line uh, in that game at BetMGM. Uh, it opened before the season. It was Kansas City minus three at Indianapolis. After the, dis- the disasters that the Colts have served up, uh, on Monday it was after minus seven. Kansas City, but with the Pittman news, back down to five and a half. Like that, those are massive swings, particularly from preseasons go from three to seven. So I think it's corrected itself, and I wouldn't ride off the Colts entirely. I was going to say, like, if, like I would have rather it at seven. Yes. You know, the the Colts getting seven, but it feels like I, I don't know that the Colts win this game. But this is they're they're zero and two. They're at home. Their backs are against the wall. I don't think they're going to be an easy out for Kansas City. No, and Matt Ryan as well. Yes, he's looked terrible, but he's a context guy. If you give him a good context, the offensive line plays better, and he gets Pittman back, then he has the tools to look competent at least. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be uh, putting a nail in the coffin of the Colts season just yet. Looking at the Chiefs side of things, obviously firing up Kelsey. We know that. Even Juju. Is there anyone else in this passing offense, though, that you even consider at this point right now? I just want want to just highlight Juju Smith-Schuster. We talked about him a little bit yesterday in the Love Hate Show. He did make the others receiving votes in my Love Hate this week. Remember, through two games, 
Opponents have caught 88% of their targets in the slot against Indianapolis. Think about what Christian Kirk, who plays the slot, did last week against these Colts for the Jaguars. Eight targets in the first half in week one. Right, yeah, I mean, in week one, he had eight targets in the first half, right? Didn't do anything in week two, whatever. Still ran a a route on over 80% of pass plays. I just... Again, I think people are going to overact too much that week two dud against the Chargers in a weird game in which, you know, it was a short week and they're, they're playing a division rival. The Chiefs mix it, mix it around. I do think the middle of the field is an area to attack against the Colts. Give me Juju Smith-Schuster as a love this week. Yep, I'm with that. I think the Chargers' defense is going to make a lot of receivers look bad this season. That's a top-five defense in the NFL right now. Expect easier matchup against the Colts. Those guys should get right. By the way, last one here, uh, this another Fantasy Life app alert. Jenna Lane from ESPN tweeting out that Todd Bowles says Julio Jones will be a game-time decision. Oh, oh. Donovan Smith didn't practice today, but Bowles says it wasn't set back. They just want to give him some rest. So looks like they will have Donovan Smith back on the offensive line, so that's great news for Brady. Julio, game-time decision. By the way, he should change his legal name yes. to Julio Game-Time Decision Jones. If you roster Julio Jones, that's the game that you sign up for. That's part of that's what you sign up for. All right. A rich man, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we're going to take a break when we get back. Roto World Rankings. Who Matthew's higher on, lower on for the weekend. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. You know what I think about the Falcons? What do you think about the Falcons? I think they're going to make the playoffs. They're plus 1,200 on BetMGM. That division is not good. Can we go on camera one right here? Can we put together like a montage of Jay's best moments on the show? Kind of a a goodbye to Jay montage that we can play tomorrow. Just sort of like, hey, you know, thanks for the memories. And just like a really sweet, put some music behind it. (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous. It's great, though. I mean, it's true. And I like that your best moments are you not talking. We have no audio of your best moments. That's great. Because either my wife is getting a shout out or I'm getting fired. It's only those two options. There you go. It was great. Your best (laughs) moments were just you in black and white not saying anything. (laughs) So, 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 you know, that's what the production staff thinks of you. It took us three tries to do that. (laughs) That's the kind of budget we have over here uh, at Peacock. You uh, Um, you know the film Inception? You've seen Inception. Everyone's seen Inception. Great film. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, It's like Leonardo DiCaprio has planted in my brain the idea that the Atlanta Falcons are really good. I just keep coming back to it. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't justify it, but I just know they're making the playoffs at plus 1,200 on BetMGM. It did say August 2023, so you might be covered there. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. Microsoft you keep showing up. Another production yeah. win for us. I, I, I apparently like to get rid of Jay. Like I have to go. I have to go to Human Resources. I have to put him on a performance improvement plan. It's like like a I have to, it's, a, it's, a lot, it's a lot of yeah. paperwork. Yeah. It's a 
pain in the ass, honestly, is, is what it is. So anyway, we're stuck with Jay here for a second. But make no mistake, keep camera one ready and hot at all times. Let's talk, uh, talk Roto World rankings, by the way. Yeah, let's start with James Conner. You have him. Uh, they're going up. Arizona's got the Rams this week. And you have him 16th. Roto World has him 20th. So you're a little higher. Nothing insane. But the Cardinals' backfield right now, two games into the season, James Conner, Daryl Williams, Eno Benjamin, a lot of that's factoring on Conner's health. Where are you right now with this backfield? If I'm starting anyone, I mean, I'm starting James Conner. I think the expectation here now is that he will play. If I had to, if James Conner is for some reason ruled out and I have to pick between Williams or Benjamin, give me Williams who got more of the goal line work, feels like he's the better chance to get into the end zone uh, than Benjamin. But look, they're playing the Rams, and we expect a lot of points to be scored. Now, the Rams have a good run defense, no question about it, but uh, the over-under in this game is 48-and-a-half, I think, right? Yep. So we expect a lot of points to be scored. Cardinals, Rams, when they get in close, they do like to give it to James Conner. If you're starting him, I'm, you know, if, if he's active, I'm starting him as a top 16 fantasy running back. I have him. You know, me and the Roto World guys all have him as a top 20 play. So better days are ahead for James Conner, and I think it starts this weekend against the Rams. I think the thing with James Conner is those first two games, Arizona have been down the entirety of both of yeah. those games. We haven't got a real game script type or even a normal kind of close game for them until right. they started throwing the miraculous yeah. comeback. And, and he the left the game early last week as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's, he's on my team. He's on, yeah, he's, yeah. In my, he's on my team in the league. Remember the Alexa, yeah. stupid Alexa, like, you know, making without the nifty team. The nifty team. The nifty team. I didn't name the team, but yeah. Anyway. Well, you didn't uh, change the name of the team either. I didn't either. Maybe I need to. If I lose this week, it's definitely... It's <laughs> it's definitely a name change. Yeah, I need, Are we need talking about change. how Catastrophe Triggers Change? Either you change that, change that name. <laughs> I might change it to Create Catastrophe good, Triggers good Change. Yeah. I, I might, that's a pretty good team name, by the way. Catastrophe, Catastrophe Triggers change. change. There it is. Yeah, I like CTC. that. By the way, that's a good band name, too. By the way, like I would go see that. Yeah. I would go see that. If I ever got divorced... Right. If I ever got divorced and then like, you know, I'm like, I'm one of those, you know, sad old guys, like, you know, with a woman that's way too young for me. And I'm trying <laughs> to be hip. Happen. No, right. And I'm like, and I've got like, I've got the bad, you know, I get my ear, you know, my ear pierced and I've probably got like the, you know, the, like the bad, you know, you know, long hair, rat, pony tail? Ta- rat tail. Yeah. Right. Because it's, mm. I'm, I'm balding up here. Maybe so, this could like, happen. Right. Exactly. So like, that's what I would, I feel like. If I was going through that whole thing and like, I, and I buy like a Porsche or something like that, and I'm with some woman that's you know, you know, completely inappropriate for me age-wise, I feel like what I would do in that getup is go see um, Catastrophe <laughs> and Trigger Change yeah. at some at some bar, yeah. and I've got like the bad leather jacket on, and yeah. like I'm just sitting there, like you know, probably like. It's a band like Muse. Yeah, kind of exactly. Like really totally. totally. There's 13 like, people there. And everyone, right, exactly. Yeah. 13 people there. Yeah. And everyone's just like looking at it, looking at my date. I'm like, why are you with your grandpa? And anyway, yeah. that's So So anyway, this is just a moment to, for me to tell my wife, honey, I love you. Never leave me, please. Yeah. Time for um, a smooth transition from yep. me to Raheem Moster. Uh, that's the best way to do this right now. A good week, too, for Raheem Moster. You have him RB31. Roto World has him RB40. So a pretty big discrepancy here, pretty big difference. Are you comfortable starting anyone in the Dolphins' backfield? I mean, I have it, so I have him higher than Chase Edmonds, right? I mean, so I, you know, if you're picking a guy, give me Raheem Mostert, who's got the who's got the better chance of scoring a touchdown. Yeah, carried Edmonds 11 to five in Baltimore Week Two, even though the game script would have suggested that it should have been Chase Edmonds as well. Played 55% of the offensive snaps in week two, 42% of week one. So it feels like that also is a way to say like, hey, he's getting healthier. He's getting more up to speed. Having said that, 
Bills allow 66 rushing yards a game. It's the number one run defense in the NFL. They just they made Derrick Henry look like an old, slow yeah. man. They made Derrick Henry look like me. Yeah, hey, Derrick Henry is actually going to the catastrophe triggers change concert. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. One of the yeah. 13. As, yeah. Exactly. So I just uh, – so, like, am I comfortable starting either guy? Connor, to answer your question, I am not. Again, I have Mostert outside my top 30. But if you're telling me i got to pick one in this game to start – it's Raheem Mostert. Biggest concern for either of those guys is that the Dolphins are five-and-a-half-point dogs at home, so not expecting to get much game script. And uh, the Bills, the Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites in Miami. And Miami are really good. Just goes to show that the Bills right now are Tier 1 by themselves. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, uh, I wouldn't be too excited starting running back, but at the same time, the total has actually moved up over the past 24 hours. It's at 53, so expecting that there will be some scoring, will be some goal-line opportunities. Yeah, the Bills haven't played a close game the first two weeks of the season, so that could matter here a lot. All right, it's the Jimmy G Show again in San Francisco. Is that good or bad news for Brandon Ayuk? I think it's good. Jimmy Garoppolo can run this offense. Jimmy Garoppolo can throw the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo has made – Brandon Ayuk has been a fantasy-relevant wide receiver with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. None of that is true with Trey Lance. We don't know yet if Trey Lance can throw the ball or make Ayuk fantasy-relevant. We won't know this year either, unfortunately. He's out for uh, the week. So I do think season-long, Garoppolo being uh, under center is good for Ayuk, good for George Kittle. I will say, though, I don't love him this week. I mean, I have him at wide receiver 39. My expectation is that George Kittle plays in this game as well. You've got, you know, Debo's going to get his, obviously. Now you've got Kittle and you've got Ayuk. He's going to be facing Patrick Sertain. That is a tough matchup yeah. for Ayuk. We expect this to be, you know, a fairly low-scoring game. Like, 44.5 is the current over-under. Per Bet MGM, Jay, I, I don't know. Ayuk I, I have as wide receiver 39. Like him season long with Garoppolo, but not on Sunday night. Yeah, Jimmy J definitely helps Ayuk. Ayuk was the most targeted 49ers receiver in the red zone last year by far, actually, even though Debo gets a lot of touchdowns because he's breaking 70-yard slant routes to the house. I do think a lot of people have asked me, like, what's the difference between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of how they affect the line? The answer is... It's difficult to just give a number because the whole idea about Trey Lance is that he's got these huge upsides and downsides and week to week we don't even know what he is. Whereas Jimmy Garoppolo is just like the definition of a 7 out of 10 quarterback, right? And the one thing about Jimmy, though, I will say where upside does come, he was really banged up at the end of last season. And everyone thinks about the last two drives against the Rams and the NFC title game, which were a disaster. He still got them to the NFC title game, despite the banged up, what was it, thumb and shoulder. It's just everything yeah, was banged up. So I do think there is scope where he should be better than he was last year, just because he should stay healthier. Games in which he saw six or more targets last year, he finished with 85 or more scrimmage yards in five of those nine games that he got six or more targets. So there is some potential there. But again, I want to take a wait and see, and let's see what it looks like here. Uh, interesting uh, question here about Elijah Moore. Yeah, I mean, it's been the Garrett Wilson show now for the Jets. Garrett Wilson with 14 targets. He played less snaps than Elijah Moore and still had those 14 targets. So, Matthew, Elijah Moore, you have him as wide receiver 42 this week. Roto World has him wide receiver 33, almost a 10-spot difference. You're starting to sour a little bit on Moore in this Jets offense, it seems like. It just doesn't – I just – game script was so perfect last week because they were down big and they had to make the big comeback, yeah. and then it all went to Garrett Wilson here. Now, Corey Davis is limited, was limited in Thursday's practice, so we'll see if for some reason he misses this game. I think he's supposed to – he practiced today, the expectation is, but you never know with Corey Davis. But, again – uh, like, 
if there's a positive to Elijah Moore, it's that he's talented and he ran the most routes and snaps by any Jets wide receiver in both weeks, but Wilson had the production. So he's out there. It just hasn't manifested itself in strong production here. But going against the Bengals, just there's nothing that we've seen so far that gives you confidence to start him, especially given how much Wilson exploded. The fact that Corey Davis is also um, going to be active here in this one. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just – I'm not feeling confident about Elijah Moore. So – I'm at 42. If Corey Davis were ruled out, he would move up. But feels like if you're starting a Jets wide receiver, until we see it, it's got to be Garrett Wilson. It's got to be Garrett Wilson. And if you're worried about Elijah Moore, I don't think it's so much about Corey Davis. It's the fact that Garrett Wilson is a freaking monster right. uh, and he's getting an insane target share and justifying it. I mean, you're the Jets guy, Connor. What are you seeing out of Garrett Wilson so far? He's just always open. And when Flacco has a guy like that, he locks on to him. And they're getting creative with how they're using him. They're using him in tight sets. They're working him, motioning him into the slot in the middle of the field. Here's the biggest thing, guys. They love him in the red zone. Yeah, they yeah. throw him the ball over and over again when they get into the red area. Against the Browns. Easily, yeah. easily. Flacco missed him uh, on back-to-back throws yeah. in the red zone. Should have been a three-touchdown day for yeah. Garrett Wilson. Jay, this was the summer of Brees Hall, Offensive Rookie of the Year yeah. odds. How has that started to turn towards well, Garrett it's Wilson? The, uh, it's the summer of, well, we're not even in summer anymore, but it's the fall of, uh, of Garrett Wilson now. He's second favorite behind Drake London. I would be the same way as BetMGM is, where they have Drake London plus 600, Garrett Wilson second plus 800, Han Dotson is just behind Garrett Wilson. I think there's a big gap between Garrett Wilson. No offense to Matthew Barry, the uh, commander. That's man. fine, but we've talked about this before. If I was placing money on an offensive rookie of the year bet right now, yeah. give me Kenny Pickett. Yeah. But after what we saw mm-hmm. last night, the expectation here is that we're going to see Pickett before, rather sooner rather than later. As you've mentioned, Jay, many times in the show, uh, this award normally goes to quarterbacks, and so we... We all think we're going to see Pickett. It's not if, it's when. And so if, we th- if Pickett performs well, the odds you can get on Pickett right now, to me, suggest that it's a better bet. Yep. Also, Desmond Ritter is 30-1 to 1 to an offensive rookie of the year. He could get in there. Mariota is uh, Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. He goes down all the time. And Desmond Ritter, in terms of what people showed in the preseason, not to bring it back to the Falcons again. It's always about the Falcons. No, it's, yeah. you know, find somebody who looks at you the it's way the, that Jay Croucher looks at the Falcons. It makes one the, of them. The yeah. inception things in my I, brain. I'm Just telling kept, you. Yeah, talk Falcons, talk Falcons. But uh, no, Garrett Wilson is, is a monster, and uh, yeah, he's the, he is the rookie, not Brace Hall, who I think is the better candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. All right, let's stay in New York, but look at the Giants with Sterling Shepard. You were pretty high when you are talking about Sterling Shepard last week. If you're looking for something from this Giants offense right now. You have wide receiver 47, though. To be clear, when you say high, what you mean, <laughs> what you mean there specifically, I want to be clear, because they could go either way. Sterling Shepard say- or Cooper Cup. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. The, the, what you're saying is that I'm optimistic about Sterling Shepard, not that I'm, not that I, you know, I, you know, I, I smoked a bowl before the show or anything <laughs> like that. Um, uh, so just to be clear Sterling on For that, what Shep- he is. For what Sterling Shepard. A Shepherd, fringe top 50 wide receiver this week. I, I, I just want to say, like, Look, he is somebody that has been fantasy successful yep. in his past, right? He is somebody that has put up fantasy points previously. There is a connection there between him and Daniel Jones. In nine of his last ten games, where he's played at least 50 or more of the offensive snaps, he's seen at least six targets. I mean, when he's out there, Daniel Jones is looking for him. In week two, he led the Giants in targets. He had double digit targets in that game. He had a 32% target share. He was second among wide receivers in offensive snaps and routes run. And then you sort of look at the, the, the rest of the guys out there. I mean, Kadarius Tony can't get on the field. Wondell Robinson has been out for the first two games. David Sills is running the most routes. And so Galladay, who played only two snaps in week two, as Brian Dayball tries to change the culture of the Giants. And by the way, they're 2-0. 
Like, so if you're Brian Dayball, you're not like, oh, you know what? we got to find more ways to get Kenny Galladay. Like, oh, they're out on – totally oh, out yeah. on Kenny Galladay. Uh, Couldn't be more out. As is, you know, as were the Lions, as were a lot of people. I mean, so as our fantasy managers for, you know, two and a half years now. The fact is, is that uh, I do think Sterling Shepard, who's out there in a bunch of leagues, is going to be the leading wide receiver – for a, at least until Wondell Robinson comes back, because we have high hopes for him. He's going to be the leading wide receiver on a team that has a competent offense. I'm not saying they're awesome, but it is a competent offense. He's going to get, again, double-digit targets. And so he's just out there in, in a ton of waiver wires. So, look, I have him inside my top 50 this week. I'm not expecting fireworks, but I'm just like, if he has another good game against the, Gi- the Cowboys, the question with Shepard isn't, isn't uh, talent, it's health. Yep. And he's medical miracle, but he is back and looks healthy. The other thing with him is that the Giants have this incredibly easy schedule. And look, it's all relative because when you're the New York Giants, you don't, you can't just put ticks next yep. to games. But at the same time, they play the AFC South, worst division in football. Yep. They play the NFC North, which isn't super intimidating in terms of defenses. And then obviously they play the NFC East, which is not uh, incredibly intimidating, though there are some good defenses in that division. So he should have opportunities. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to break, but when we're back, it is time for Last Call. Drink up, boys. The NFL season is here, and the NBC Sports Predictor app is giving you a shot at winning $100,000 by entering Sunday night 7's free contest between the 49ers and the Broncos. So you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. All right, time for Last Call, boys. All right. Monday's headlines today. I'll kick us off here. Will Matt Rule make it as the Panthers head coach until Thanksgiving? I think it's going to be another ugly week down there in Carolina for the Panthers, and I'm going to answer my own question here, guys. No. Jay, let me throw it to you that way. When does Matt Rule start to become minus money as the first head coach off the uh, well, fire? Should, should be there now. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it was plus 200, I think, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Now, well, it should be minus 200 because yeah. uh, he is the, definitely the guy. Frank Reich is another one uh, who I think is in a little bit of trouble if he doesn't start getting some wins on the board. But Matt Rule, certainly that is team disaster. My headline. Also, by the way, keep in mind, Ben McAdoo is on that staff, somebody with head coaching experience yes, as well. So, that's like, never good when you got that guy behind you. <laughs> Okay, my one, Detroit Lions will be first place in the NFC North after this weekend. The Packers lose as one-point dogs to the Bucs, and in a divisional blockbuster, the Lions are six-point dogs. They beat the Minnesota Vikings outright, Matthew. The Lions, they're in my stable with the Falcons, really right. riding with the class of the NFC, these yeah. great franchises. I just think this offense is explosive, and uh, I don't want to say elite, but I want to say knocking on the door of elite. That offensive line is fantastic. Goff in a clean pocket is perfectly fine. DeAndre Swift is going to compete to be the best player in fantasy this year. And, uh, my and bold prediction, one of my bold predictions yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yep. Amon Ra St. Brown is going to be a top 10 receiver as well. The defense we won't talk about, but the offense I think is very good and they can beat Minnesota. Yeah, Amon Ra St. Brown, is, it will another game or two and you've got to start talking about him the way you talk about Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson or Jamar wow, Chase. I, like I mean, it. if you look at the body Sun of work God. over the last eight games, six last year, the first two this year. My Monday headline today is should Joe is Joe Mixon the number one running back in fantasy? He has led the NFL among running backs in touches. He's got 56 so far. He's had 22-plus t- touches each of the last two weeks. The concern with Mixon coming in the season was, would he get passing down work? Well, he's got a 15% target share so far through two weeks as well, right? So now he just hasn't gotten the touchdowns. But we think this is a get-right game for Joe Burrow and that entire Bengals offense, and it starts with Joe Mixon, who gets to face a Jets team that Nick Chubb got three touchdowns again last week. I think Joe Mixon uh, 
I think probably we were all a little bit too low on Joe Mixon coming into the season because we didn't know about the passing game work. But the fact of the matter is, is they're not going to Samaj P. Ryan. They're not going to Chris Evans. And so uh, the, the amount of usage, the talent of Joe Mixon and the matchup here, 100 yards, two touchdowns for Joe Mixon on, uh, on Sunday. That's my bold prediction for Mixon. 100 yards and two touchdowns, and that's the headline, is Mixon the number one running back in fantasy. He's got the most carries in all of football, despite them losing the entire, entirety of the past two games. That line, it was minus five yesterday. Bengals in New York against the Jets. It's now minus six. So it's moving that way. So expect that game script will be favorable for Joe Mixon. And one note for that run game, Lyle Collins returned to practice today. I know it's been a tough road for him in pass pro. But he's a very, very good run blocker and important to mix in success. That's absolutely right. So for Jay Croucher and Connor Rogers, I want to invite everyone, and by everyone I mean me, uh, I would like to invite everyone to Sunday morning fantasy football pregame, 11 a.m. Eastern on Peacock. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Have a good week. Peace out. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.